Hello, you're listening to the Business Butler Podcast, where we serve you tasty business solutions in bite-sized morsels on a silver platter. And now here's your host, Clayton C. Butler. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's 6 o'clock in the p.m. on a Thursday, and you know what time it is. It must be time for the Business Butler Live. Yes, the Business Butler Live is live. We got a fun little show for you today. As always, I'm Clayton C. Butler. and And I'm Christina Butler. She is my lovely, (laughs) delightful co-host. And we're your business butler that serves up creative business solutions on a silver platter so you can build your credibility and authority in the marketplace and get stuck in your customers' minds so deeply that you will never come out. And if you don't believe me, call one eight three 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 butler and ask us how. I'm glad to be here with you tonight. Me too. I'm glad to have you here with me. And we're going to talk about some <laughs> little fixes to some issues with your online presence that could be holding you back from getting more business. We had some real life examples. I have done some extensive research in looking at a large amount of businesses, specifically churches and their online presence. And due to some things that we saw that I was in shock about like screaming, yelling, ranting, raving at the computers. Y'all, we got to get it together. (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, it was exactly like that. So um, as we have this conversation, know that I'm coming from a place of churches. So if you are a church, you are a member of a church or you help run a church, I am talking to you. And then I do have a real life example of a restaurant here in town. Um, I will not name any names in any of this discussion, but there are three places that Clay and I would like to share with you that you can do some fixes. We're going to start with what I think is the easiest one first. Okay. This one is free. Is that right? Yeah. It's free. And I think it is the first place to start. Clayton, take it away. (laughs) Uh, The first place I would start is the first place that your customers are going to start when they're looking for you, looking for your business, wanting to interact with you and engage with you. They are not going to go to your website first. They are going to go to Google first. The Googler. The Googler. They're going to go to Google first, and they're going to search for your business. So even if you don't have a website, you need a Google My Business page. For your business. For free. It is very similar in functionality to a Facebook business page, if you're familiar with those. And even if you're not familiar with those, it's very easy to set one up. But that'd be the first place I would start. Number one, it's free. Mm -hmm. And number two, that's where you're going to show up first in the search results because people are looking for stuff locally, especially if you're a local business and you're B2C or even B2B, but if you've got customers locally, then that's where you need to focus some time and effort. But you got to make sure that information is complete. Mm -hmm. 
So you got to make sure your address is there. You got to make sure the address is correct for a no, for a little while with ours. After we moved our business here to the industrial park, it was still at our old location. We ended up somehow or another having it on two different Google accounts and we were kind of locked out. And finally, eventually we found that Google account and were able to close that business and reclaim it and all that fun stuff. But make sure your address is right. Make sure your hours are right. Make sure all your contact information is correct. That's the first place to start. But consider doing things like photos, especially if you're a restaurant. Put your menu up. Make sure your menu is current. So And your prices are current. And your prices are current. So that's the first place I would start. But again, I can't reiterate enough make sure everything is up to date don't just put it up there and just totally forget about it because they're going to go there before they go to your website in fact most people get to your website through that so so when you talk about google my business if i have a business i open up my laptop where do i go to fill in my google my business page Uh, you have to have a google account Okay. So you can do that with a, a Gmail. Okay. And that's really all you need. And just, in fact, well, let, let me, I can tell you specifically, I just search for Google My Business. Okay. And it. And first thing is going to go uh, uh, google.com businesses. So right here, just the, it's okay. literally the first, other than the ads that first show up about people trying to sell you doing your good. Google my business listings for you, but it's the first one in the results. So you go there and you click on it. It is google.com slash business. And and it's the one that looks like a little storefront. You know how Google has all the icons. So mm -hmm. I guess if you're in your Gmail, then you can click on the one that has the little storefront. That's a little blue storefront. Mm -hmm. And then it's pretty much going to come up with like, uh, I would say a survey or not really a survey, but you're just filling in. All just of filling the in the slots. information. Yeah. Okay. So that is really important because if somebody has heard of your business or your restaurant or your church or your HVAC company, they're going to type in as close to what they can remember the name is. And hopefully you'll be the only one that pops up. Or if they were to search like HVAC in LaGrange or mm-hmm. air conditioning repair. Or HVAC near me. Right. Then it's going to pop up maybe five options. And as we're clicking and going through those options, we want the one I, as a consumer, this is Christina, the consumer, not Christina, the marketer right now. I want the one that is most complete. Mm. One thing that we found with addresses. What happens if they're not complete, Christina? (laughs) Well, I'm not going to them. Right. (laughs) Well, you had a. You had an experience where... Well, let me talk specifically about Google My Business with the address. Oh, the address. Okay, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, what I was saying before is if I'm looking at five different HVAC companies, I'm going to pick the one that has the most information in Google My Business. Right. Because to me, that makes them the most legit. This is totally just the consumer over here talking. It's also a place where to house reviews. So that's the other place you want to encourage reviews of your business and that's another place that people sometimes neglect like we're terrible we don't ever ask for reviews like we're supposed to hey send us a review yeah (laughs) but that's one thing if you're say you are an hvac company Mm -hmm. 
and you got five other HVAC companies in your area, which one are you going to go with? The one that has 250 views or the uh, reviews or the one that's got like three. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're going to go and, and vet them through those reviews. So that's, that's another yeah. point for that to make sure that game is on point. It's trying to get good reviews. We should talk about how to get reviews and what to do with them when we you should, get them. We should do that. Write that down. Which we are, like I said, it's the do as I say, not as I do, because we're terrible about asking for reviews. But um, And talking about an address on Google My Business, like I said, I was specifically looking at churches. And there are situations where if your church mailing address is also your pastor's home address, mm. then that means... Like Google will show over there on the right, they will show the Google Maps view of your building. And they will also show whatever photos you have uploaded. So you may have a picture of different events at your business. You may have pictures of the inside of your restaurant, things like that. But on there is going to be the Google Maps image from the address that you list as your address. So if the church is using the pastor's home address, then I'm going to see a house, which is going to throw me off because I didn't know I was looking at churches that met in homes. I thought I was really looking at like a church church, and now I don't know how to get there, and that's weird. And oftentimes that's because it comes down to a physical location address Mm -hmm. and a mailing address. And it's important to make sure that you've set those right in Google My Business so that if someone's looking for your church, they're not pulling up a picture of your house. That was one thing I found that was shocking. Yeah, you you found a house that was like fallen in and dilapidated and all that I mean, stuff. It, I don't even know that it would have been the pastor's home ever. It may have just been a really wrong address, but it was um, a fluke and it was not good for that church if I was trying to go to that church. Mm-hmm. The next mm-hmm. place that you can fix up your business on the internet to get more customers and clients and leads is the Facebook. So I want to talk about Facebook. Um, and Clay said that we talked about some little fixes a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to let you know that none of y'all went and fixed your stuff because I saw some of the biggest mistakes that I've ever seen. And I just can't believe it. So on Facebook, when you start a page for a business, okay, so we're on business pages, they give you a lot of different options. Like, are you a storefront or are you maybe a personality? You know, what kind of business is it? So you'll be able to go in and and like I said with the Google My Business page, you'll be able to go in and fill in the blanks pretty much like address, information, hours, cost, you know, things like that. So pick the template that works best and then fill in every single one of those things. So I looked at churches that had no address on their Facebook page. Not helpful. Y'all like, I love you, <laughs> but if I don't know where you are, I can't get to you, okay? So I'm really serious about this whole address thing. I need you to put your physical address if you want the people to come to your physical place, okay? Super, super important. Super important. Because, again, important. people are going to land on Facebook and the Google My Business before they go to that website to find out where you are. And if and they may pass you right over. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I looked at 159 churches this week for different things, for different information. 
and to see pages that did not have your address on it broke my heart. The other thing that I want to say is I know that listing your hours for a church is different than a business because technically you have like, say, your Sunday service in the morning, your Sunday evening service, your Wednesday night service. But maybe your church office is open all the time. So sometimes it'll look like your church is closed, even though it's a weekday. Like, I think people kind of understand that. And I also think that there are a couple of options on Facebook, you know, that you could be open on Sunday for two different sets of hours, things like that. But just make sure that's right. Go ahead and put something in the description. You know, give us some information about yourself, your congregation, your business, what you're doing. And like I said with those addresses, if you are a home-based business and you don't want your home address, then put your P.O. box. Get a P.O. box for your business and let's use that. Or use like a UPS store mailbox. So that you are more legit and that people are doing what they need to do. So the other thing I want to say about Facebook, so when you you pull up someone's Facebook page, you have all the information on the left, okay? You need to make sure it's right. Don't leave the city and state and zip out of the address. Like, put the whole address. Then on the right side is the feed. And I want you to inspect what you expect. Clay has talked about we this talked about that here before. Week. And one of my favorite pastors, Pastor Steve Evans at Heart of Worship, is the pastor that I've heard say, you have to inspect what you expect. <sighs> Please go to your church's Facebook <laughs> feed, and I want you to just scroll through the past five posts, and I want you as a church member to make sure that what's going on on that page is what you would want coming out of your church. Okay? Can I get specific? Well, coming from churches that know better or should know better and have media teams that should know better. I'm going to get specific without saying a name. Okay, so just in general, a lot of churches have Facebook Live now. Mm-hmm. They are setting that's a great thing. They are setting up cameras. They are doing the live through the Facebook business page. You don't have to do it through your personal page. You can do it through your business page. They're setting it up live. They've got it on a tripod. They are figuring out how to make sure that people who are not in the building are still getting the service and all that goodness, right? And I love that because it wasn't like that two years ago. That's true. And that's pretty cool, y'all. That is a great way to use your Facebook page. But if you are not going back and looking and listening to those Facebook lives and making sure you're putting out quality stuff, then go to your Facebook page, jump off of this live right now and go to your Facebook page. I want you to click on your last Facebook live. I don't know if you know what a click track is, but it's like a metronome sound like do, 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 do. And there are musicians who... Well, you have that's, to what it's, that's what it's like on the page. We're, yes. we're... So there are musicians who are on the stage that are playing instruments in the church service. And sometimes through their earbuds, they in their monitors are listening to a click track like that to make sure that the drummer doesn't speed up and the keyboard player stays where he's supposed to. And the guitar player doesn't slow down like he always does. So you, not in this situation, but that's just, you know. That's just how it happens with musicians. The drummer will speed up the song. so you. The drummer's going to speed up. <laughs> you're listening to the metronome in your ears, and no one else in the church can hear that click track. Hopefully. Unless you're listening or watching this one church that I found, who knows better, 
their metronome click track played through their output that was going on to their Facebook Live. In addition to their... And it was it was bad. It was bad. It played through the entire worship set for two weeks. And their... their through the offering? I guess so. Yeah, up in, up until when the musician closed the closed the laptop and exited the stage. You can also hear the talkback mic. That's the microphone where the person who may be in the back who's like running the service and telling people what to do is talking through those monitors. And the band leader communicates with the rest of the band and stuff like so that. So they were telling the band like when they could go sit down because the pastor's going to come up now and preach and you could hear that over what was really going on. Just this is, I want you to just inspect what you expect. It, a church of this size, of this caliber, is that a word for a church? That, like that, this, uh, that y'all says that they are of excellence and that's one of their priorities. There's a guy on Instagram I follow that when he gives rules, he's like, do this and do this and do this. Do better. And that's what I'm telling you. You better do better. Okay. I'm over it. The other thing I want I want to tell you, I didn't even tell you about this. Do you see it says right here, insurance salesman? Mm. Okay. This this could be fun. This could be fun. So I found a church and I found their Facebook page and they had a Facebook live and it was fine. It, it's great. I, I really have nothing to say about your Facebook lives other than please click on them and make sure they sound like what you want them to sound like. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are doing a great job. Stop. <laughs> Y'all are doing great. And I appreciate you getting God's word out there to his people that are not in your building. I I love your efforts. So I found a church that the pastor is okay. I'm going to say pastor, the pastor or a person who runs the Facebook page is also an insurance salesman for all state. So there's their face. So on their feed is their Facebook live and then a status and a link to Allstate with a commercial for Allstate, like having trouble finding life insurance that you really trust, blah, blah, blah. Click here to get your free blah, 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 blah at Allstate. And then the next post is it's what you would see on like if on my insurance sales page. But instead of it being posted to my insurance sales page, I'm accidentally this is what I'm guessing is happening. Hopefully it's an accident. Accidentally posting it to my church page that Yikes. I'm an admin for. Yikes. Y'all, get on your church's Facebook page right now. Leave us. Say bye. Go get on your church Facebook page. Go check the last five posts. Make sure that they are what your church needs to be putting out. And if they are not, get with somebody who runs the Facebook page and then get with us, please. You huffing at me? No, I you just can't believe that. Okay, this is the last thing I want to say about Facebook, and I want to go back to the left side of the Facebook where you can list your hours and your address and your phone number. Please put a phone number. Please put a phone number. Somebody wants to call. They got questions. They get lost. They need somebody to call. When you put your website, if I click on that website and it goes to a broken link or it says web page does not exist, y'all just delete the website. Just if you don't have a website, don't make up one. Don't just pretend to be Third Baptist Church of LaGrange.com. Just don't pretend that's your, your website name. Just leave that blank. It's okay. If you don't have a website, don't fake it. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's all I have to say about Facebook. Inspect what you expect and fill in your hours and your address. 
Okay, so coming down the tiers, we did the totally free Google My Business. We've done the next Facebook. Now, I do want to say this about Facebook and businesses. You know, you're talking to your clients, you know, if you're dealing with these churches. These are the people that are already there. This is not people using Facebook for ads and, you know, we're not oh, yeah. drawing in people like that. You're you're getting news out to your congregation. So then the next step would be a website. And when you hear website, a lot of people think like a full-blown mammoth, like huge production website. And I'm not even saying that you need to have that, right? Again, websites that I know somebody paid for. Like you paid somebody, y'all pastors paid somebody to make a website for your church. And you let those people take your money and they didn't put the address of your church on the website. Clay, what's the thing at the very bottom of the website? Your footer. So it kind of has a little fill in the blank if I'm using a template, which I bet your person that you paid is using. A They're template. probably using WordPress and there's a widget that you can drop in that footer and it can you can put that information in. And, All you got to do is type it in. And so so you've gone to the trouble of having a website. And you don't put your address to your church. Shame, so, y'all. Huge issue. So the other thing I want to say, there was one website that was incredibly nice. When you click on the pastor's corner, which typically is like the pastor's page, right? Like, dear visitor or dear everyone in the world, here is how we feel about our church. Here's how we feel about, you know, God and you know, we're here for you with open arms, love dearly, your pastor, Clay Butler, like the pastor's name is there. Multiple letters from the pastor had no name on them. So I have no idea who it is. This really nice website, when you clicked on their pastor's page, the pastor's like profile picture, I'll do it this way. It was like right here and it like came out real big. Ooh. His his name is not listed anywhere on that website. It's not listed on the front page. It's not listed on the pastor's page. It's not listed down at the bottom. I understand having an interim pastor. I understand changing, and I understand, like, well, what if we change pastors, and then the person who did the website doesn't edit it? What if it's the old pastor's name? At least it's a person's name. No pastor's name listed on a church website, and no address on Oh, y'all, what do we, what do we need to do? Inspect what you expect. We're about to have an intervention. That's what we're going to have. Hashtag Butler, help me. <laughs> A real come to Jesus meeting. Butlerhelpme.com. <laughs> so in summary, Google my business, Facebook, and your website. We want your whole addresses. We want your whole pastor's names. I want you to check your hours. Can I talk about the hours? You making fun of me? Mm. No, go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. So it, as cute that, cute. That's as this just happened, and y'all that are married, go ahead and raise your hands in the comments. I'm the only one watching, so I'm going to raise my hand in the comments. Um, Clay and I had a good throwdown husband and wife argument recently because of the information that y'all are putting out there on the internet. Clay, oh, yeah. wants, Clay wants to take me on a date. He said he wants to take me somewhere nice, so we decided where to go. Fancy. And I thought, I wonder if they're open today. So I went to Google 
because on where my, else would you go? Because on my fancy new phone, I have a little Google bar at the bottom, and it's just super easy. You don't even have to click the button twice. Just click right in there, and I typed in that name, and it came right up. And their Google My Business says that they are open Friday and Saturday. Except when I was on Facebook. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. But I believed it because of COVID. Right. Like, it's, it's plausible. Like, technically, I wouldn't have really believed it. Some places here close on Mondays. Some places close on Sundays. This being a nice, fancy place, maybe they didn't have enough workers to fill all week long. Mm-hmm. See, there's so much. See, because I'm the wife part of the story. There's backstory. So I believed it, that it could be true that they're only open on Friday and Saturday. So I was like, man, we can't go today. Except I was on the oldie Facebook and they were running an ad, a video ad that talks about come to see us. Like they put work in this video. Yeah. Come to see us. Well, they, they mentioned specifically the holiday weekend, but still they talked about come to see us. And I was like, Ooh, we can go there. And she said, no, they're not open. I was like, what do you mean they're not open? Their ad said they were open. Argument. That's like the biggest argument we've had in 10 years. But I saw on Google that it says they're only open on the weekends. All right, then. So we just won't go. She said, well, let me check it out on Facebook. And lo and behold, on Facebook, their hours are current, which are. Well, we don't know that they're current. I'm, I'm assuming. But based on the ad, I would assume based that on the ad that Clay saw, not on the Google that I saw. Yeah, that e- one or the other is wrong. We'll put True. it that way. Either Google is wrong or Facebook is wrong. Like, I had the Google on my side and I was wrong. But not a lot of people keep up with their Google. Oh, keep up with your Google. Most people are thinking social media. They're thinking Facebook. The, so they're thinking their Facebook page. The, so their Facebook page has them open, what, Monday through Friday for lunch the and whole, dinner? The, and Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah. The well, whole week, seven days a week, lunch and dinner, romantic restaurant, come on down. But on the Google, you're only open two days. I cannot imagine the amount of business that you've missed, mainly mine. So Main Street Italian restaurant in... Troop County, fix it. I want to know which one's right. Well, I hope it's that the Facebook is right. So fix your Google My Business. Fix it. Fix it. That's it. I'm going to go on some website stuff, too. Okay. I'm going to speak for businesses. Oh, oh yes. And this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for somebody. But... um, Are you going to talk about the church where I clicked on the tab and it went to the... And it went to like the website creators page. Yeah. Oh, you talk yeah. about that then. Okay. So on one of those churches pages, I clicked on like the about me, you know, how there's like tabs at the top and one of them, I clicked on it and it took me to the business that designs mm-hmm. the website. So that's one thing you want to talk about though, that if something. Yeah. yeah. And probably so. what happened in that particular situation is they were hosting and that was their website provider and they stopped paying them. So then when they stopped paying them, they still own that domain name. If you don't, then it, if yeah. you're not hosting with them anymore, they'll tell make it be their advertisement for their page. Huh. That makes sense. That is in all likelihood what possibly happened, barring some other weird fluke or some 
some shenanigans. Because somebody did not inspect what they expected. See, that's what it's all about. You got to make sure that you're staying on top of these things or find somebody who can. Yes. Tell us more about website stuff, Clay. Website stuff for businesses. On your business, there's some, some things that you need to make sure there. Obviously, you need to have some kind of way to get in touch with you. Again, the number of businesses and sales pages that have no way to contact the person is absurd. Every single page on your website needs to be a landing page. Now, what I mean by landing page is some type of way with some sort of call to action to get back in touch with you somehow. That's just hands down what you need. Because if you land on a page and you have no way to get in touch with you and somebody's interested in your product or service or offering or Mm -hmm. church service or what have you, and there's no information on how to reach you, where you are, anything like that, they're just going to pass on and you could have lost a sale or a soul, (laughs) you know, depending on what you're doing. But I got real serious real fast. Yeah, it did. Well, you know, souls in the balance. You never know. You really never know. Uh, And it's a little thing that could trip anybody up on anything. True. So that is your first impression, period. You know, you hit the Google, you hit the Facebook, you you land on the website eventually. Unless, you know, you're emblazoning your web address everywhere and they go there first. But in all likelihood, they're just going to type your name into Google. Mm -hmm. And you're going to run through those three. When they get there, all that stuff needs to be. On every page, good place to do is the footer and like, and have some way to contact you or get their information mm-hmm. on every single page. You don't want to miss an opportunity to catch a lead. If you need an excuse to harvest that information, we can talk about what's known as a lead magnet, which we've talked about on here. That's a little out of the scope of what we're going to talk about tonight, but ask us about that if you want to have a way to get those leads and those contacts from people. But aside from that, I want to talk about making sure you're always putting your best foot forward. Look at every single point of your website. And if you're having somebody build a website for you, or if you're having somebody do your marketing for you, look at their website first. Especially if you're using them for marketing. Now, this is kind of getting a little bit technical into the image that they're going to build for your brand or whatnot, it might be straying a little bit off, but I'm going to bring it back home in a minute. Look at what they do on their own website, because the amount of diligence that they take in their own stuff is going to be reflective of how much diligence they're going to take with you. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the marketing message, how they market themselves, the wording that they use, the way they write things, if it's terrible website copy, they're probably going to write terrible copy on your website. Now, copy meaning the words that they write, not a physical duplication, but copy just means text. text. Jinx. Yeah. So look at that. And I'm going to, without naming names, I am going to tell a story. <laughs> As a marketing company, we've got competition, right? And there's all these people claiming to be marketing companies, advertising agencies, what have you. But you land on some people's websites, and it tells you a lot about the company. This one particular advertising marketing agency, you go on their website, 
you click on some of their service pages, right? There's, it's it's very obvious that the people use, and it even says down at the bottom who did their site. I would not have paid for it, especially if I was a marketing company. I would not have hired this other marketing company to do my website because it's very blatant that they use the template. But not only did they use the template, they didn't replace all of the temporary placeholder text with their own information. The pictures. They put the pictures in on the site. You click on the picture, it goes to a page for a service that they don't even do. That's like, it's not even a service, it's a template page that still has the lorem ipsum. And if you know what that is, is that Latin text that's just placeholder text that people use to make it look like there's something there. And templates use that. That just means that they did not check that link. See, I don't think that that photo is even supposed to be clickable anyway. Inspect what you expect. They paid for this. Now, this is a marketing and advertising company. You click on their services page, you click on a picture, and it takes you to a raw template page with, you know, like somebody like like the stock photo of somebody in mid-sprint and mid-air, and it's like skyrocketing your whatever, and it's all lorem ipsum. Or insert your service here. <laughs> in this section, fill out what your company does. Blah, blah, blah. Lorem ipsum, delor, whatever, through. Absurdity, people, shenanigans, tomfoolery. It's ridiculous. So, look at that. Do better. <laughs> Marketing company, I know you're my competition, but dadgum it, do better. You raise the bar for us to compete with. Yeah. I mean, I've got good clients. Clearly, they didn't vet you, but that's, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not disparaging anybody personally or attacking a, a company personally. Because we know what it's like to make a mistake. <laughs> Obviously. However, <laughs> I still go back to inspecting what you expect. Yeah. Um, I'll tell a story about us. Clay, um, one of our first lives when we came back to Thursday Night Lives, he talked about the speed of the web page being one thing that you need to check. And I was like, I think you need to check ours because I had been using our page a lot and had been checking and was like, I don't think this is as fast as it needs to. I think it needs to be going faster. And I think on our LinkedIn page, I found a mistake in our um, web, either website or email address. Yeah, our, I think it was our email address. I had two letters switched and didn't know it until you just kind of start going through with the fine tooth comb. And that's what we're talking about is inspecting what you expect every now and then go check your links, go check to make sure that this stuff is right. And it's those little things that'll kill you. Yes. Like the wrong email address, the wrong website, the wrong phone number. Right. Those things are what's, what'll get you the big blatant stuff like the Lauren Ipsum stuff. If you, if you don't catch that, then. You done wasted you don't, your money. Yeah. You don't, you don't blown your money. Yeah. But, uh, and they even claim to do that service website building too, but I won't yeah. go there. 
we have a friend who's partnering with Clay on some marketing for his new business, and he has been waiting on his website made by someone who's not even in the state. We're not dogging on anyone in LaGrange. They he's going on like two months, like to get this website created. Weeks already, and it's it's been a really long time. And all they got is the coming soon. There's there's not even anything for them to use. And they only got the coming soon little graphic thing put up because our guy (laughs) had to like put his thumb on them and say some stuff. There's an Instagram story that I saw, um, and this girl was applying for a job, and a part of the application process was that that she had to send in like a screen cast, a screen share of her doing something technical on the computer because it was for like a coding type it's job. about perfection and excellence and all that stuff. Well, but and, it was to show that she knew how to do something coding-wise, yeah. like to go into the code on uh, the computer yeah, page. Yeah, attention to detail with the coding and stuff. Yeah. So what she did is she went to that company's webpage, and on their on their homepage, it said stated instead of started, like let's get started, you know, click here, except it said let's get stated. So she showed in, in her resume how to go into the code and fix the typo on their own web page. That's pretty good. I hope That's you got that job. That's a great story. Yeah. Inspect well, what you expect. Inspect. And it's the little things. It's like I said the other night, you know, if you if you play golf, which I do not, but if you're a golfer, you know, any little minute little millimeter of a change can totally radically change where that ball is going to go. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your business. You tweak a little thing to bring it back in line. Something that was going way off and, you know, somewhere else, you can bring it back in line. So little things, think about the little things, have some attention to detail. Yep. So anyway, tune in with us next week. If you need any help with any of the stuff that we talked about tonight, go to butlerhelpme.com or call us at 1-833-3-BUTLER. Don't forget you can get my book, Now Hear This, Using the Power of Sound and Song to Dominate Your Market, where we talk about how sonic branding is not just for the big dogs anymore. Mm. Small businesses and local companies can dominate their market using some of the same strategies that the big corporations use. That's pretty cool. So you We're going to do a book review of this soon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So anyway, we love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to the Business Butler Podcast. To learn more about Clayton, visit ClaytonCButler.com. Need help growing your business? Then reach out to the Butler Productions team at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to ButlerHelpMe.com. The Butler Productions podcast is property of Butler Productions, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.